best to get back into like that shape that I was in summer like like internally like when I was like I was like I was running like three times a week I was you know going to the gym and lifting and I and today I went for a run I literally ran two miles got back to the apartment and I was throwing up that's how out of shape I am right now I don't understand what this has to do with sports I don't even know that I don't even know that hey bro this morning when I woke up I just went to class Hey man, this morning I woke up, went to class, and then I had lunch. Oh my god, flex! Perfect, perfect. We have. I'm not gonna tell you when I went to the gym. (laughs) Everybody had a good day today. I mean, could have been better. Yeah, could have been better. You know, could have been better. You know, yeah. I mean, it could get a lot better tonight. Let's go. Let's go, Browns. Oh yeah, let's go, Baker. We're gonna get into all of that and more. Let's run the intro though. You're listening to the Mac and Main Show. We're on to Cincinnati. On 98.1 WQAQ. You believe in miracles? Yes! It's out of here! Bartolo has done it! The soundtrack of Quinnipiac. Hello, sports fans. We are back for episode two, season two of the Mac and Main Show on 98.1 WQAQ. Jack Main, Steve McAvoy, joined by primetime WQAQ's very own Michael and Dan Kagan. Welcome back to How season two. How are you? What's good? Not a big deal. It's a, uh, a we have a love lot. It, Steven, love <laughs> it. We have a lot, a lot, a lot going on. Uh, first of all, let's talk. Uh, this is literally I was five years old, five minutes old when I found this one out. So Jalen Ramsey requested a trade from the Jaguars. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Well, just kind of jump right in. You can start off. I mean, like. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots got him, because you know, you know, kind of things have been going kind of crazy in the world. You know, is he still on his rookie deal? I don't know, no, but he, he deserves the bag. But he, he deserves the bag. He signed an extension a couple summers ago, I believe. Mm. He deserves the. I mean, if he's looking for the bag, he or he deserves to win. Honestly, that guy. So the Jags want a first round pick and more for him. Look, all I, I'm saying, like, all I'm saying. People thought Antonio Brown was noisy. He came, he comes to England. Haven't heard anything. Uh, I don't know. About okay, 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 uh, okay, 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 okay. Walk it back. Walk no, it okay, back. Okay, okay. Not, but at least not from his personal. At least not from his like Antonio Brown problems. Now he has this like civil, civil. He has a civil lawsuit. It's a so the external problem. There's yeah. Somebody there, else is blaming. There's him. no. There's no internal Antonio Brown. So if Jalen Ramsey was to come here, who is known as someone who, you know. Likes I, to run his mouth and talk to his, you know Doug Marone and him got heated on the sidelines last watching, game. From watching you know. Jalen Ramsey's mannerisms, it's a total hot take. It's too hot. It's, it's a hot magma take. take. I mean, do you think that the Patriots really need him? No, no. no. But why not? Did do the Patriots need, need Antonio Brown? Brown? No. I mean, right. look, Tom Brady hasn't had that elite option since since Randy Moss. Randy so. Moss. Like it, it was worth it to get AB. In terms of Jalen Ramsey, also just to fact check you guys, he is on his rookie deal. He's only making. Three and a half million dollars. Is he on the final a final mm. year of it? Uh, no. So he's so so he's currently in 20, 20, 2019. He's a free he's an unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty one. Oh. So he has two more years of eligibility. So you can scoop him for a first round pick and put him in the low right now. I, I mean, the Jags want a first round pick. I wouldn't like. I'd probably give him two. And you already know. If you could just give them second. one, I would. Do oh, it. it's a steal. Oh yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, a steal. I mean, if they're not asking for two, you fleece him. He's the most physically. Good what a stupid organization. Team. What a stupid. And, and New England's picking thirty second too. So. It's you know, it's it's basically presumably presumably. We're also living in a world where we're basically mid- living in a big Madden simulation. As yeah, yeah Mike Mike yeah. Mike had a great yeah. What, no, what, it, it, honestly, say? honestly, we could be just in Madden. Quinn and Williams says 
you know, the NFL is just like Madden, but in real life. <laughs> we are living in a simulation. Um, folks, folks, hot take. <laughs> like, like super hot take. We should call up Andrew. Just ridiculous hot take. Simulation and Bill Belichick is just, pl- we're just in a Madden simulation right now. That's it. And he's just getting just getting players because he wants to. I mean, you got to be. You can even go as far back as the uh, the clowny deal the, a few years ago. You could not. Was, you couldn't. Uh, you yeah, couldn't even make it happen in that. Yeah. And then boom, now he's on the Seahawks with Pete Carroll. Like oh, same with and like, Seahawks want Minka Fitzpatrick. Same with Yonder Alonso, who I feel like Yonder Alonso is super undervalued in the NFL, goes to the Saints, and he's. I mean, he's prime. Yonder Alonso. Kiko Alonso. Yonder Alonso plays first base for the White Sox. No, Pete Alonso. White Sox. Pete Alonso. How many Alonzos are we talking? No, the kid from the Dolphins that's now on the Saints is in prime position to make a Super Bowl run with uh-huh. the Saints. You know, all before Breeze gets hurt. Where? <laughs> but that, but that basically brings us into our next couple of points here. Um, so week two, the NFL, only one more game to go here on Monday Night Football. But the Giants uh, lost uh, <laughs> at. Uh, oh. Two straight wins for oh. the Bills at MetLife Stadium. They beat Why the Jets in week one. Yeah. Win. Why? Like it's, it's just it's so it's so funny. It's so not funny. funny. It is. Bro. They funny. suck. It, they do. It, it's so funny <laughs> because they suck. They're void so of talent. I told you all in they April. They suck. I, I love New York tears. I love it. You I love New York it. tears. 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 I just uh, drink hold on, it. Hold on. I love it. They are not in New York. Josh Allen confirmed it all for us. There's only <laughs> one team in New York. And it is Josh Allen and the Duh Buffalo Bills. Bills Mafia Bills. Duh Bills. You know the one thing. I, the one thing I, I'd say we're talking about this before the show with uh, with John Brown and how he's he's not a reliable option just because he's on the Bills. I just think it's because they played a bad Jets and Giants team. Wait yeah. till they play a legitimate competition. team like the, the, like the Ravens. We'll see. Yeah, like week. like the Ravens when they have to go against uh, the Pats for two for two games. Even might even possibly when they play the Jets all. On the road, maybe they were just a little shaky. Maybe Sam Darnold had mono and didn't even know it. Know it week one. So there's a lot of the different factors here. But who was the QB? For, who's the backup for the Jets? Yes, just no, 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 no many holes. No nothing talent. going no on. Swiss there. cheese. They have so many holes. They have more holes in a batting cage. It's uh, it's, it's tough. Bad. And it's almost embarrassing to to the, the fact that you looked at their defensive alignment last year, and through through halfway through the year you were like this team could be this team, this team could be a playoff defense. They were ranked top ten by PFF, and then they traded away snacks. They got rid of Olivia Vernon. They Landon Collins. Landon Collins they didn't replace any of Jack them. Rabbit. And like they expect to get that. It's like. Um, no. <laughs> the, o- the only thing I'll give them credit to is some of their banded options. So, like, Anton Bethea has produced enough. Problem is, like, there's just no youth. There's nothing that'll help this roster out. Uh, what's the name? Uh, Dexter DeAndre Lawrence. Baker. Oh, Deon- yeah. Dexter Lawrence has been, eh. DeAndre Baker, too. They've, they've, they've been flat. Well, you're going to tell DeAndre Baker, hey, your last game was at Georgia against uh, Texas, and now you have to play against Mario Cooper. Yeah. Like, that's not a good recipe for success. And then you just get absolutely put in a blender and just get your ankles tossed around. They're just just like, oh, man. I hope they switch to Dan Jones. Well, so I think next week. I heard that. that Pat Shermer had an interview today, and he did not say Eli Manning is a week three starter. They asked him, and he avoided the question. So there's a good chance we will see Daniel Jones. I would love it. I I think that the only reason why he didn't answer is because he doesn't want to you know, put the cart in front of the horse here. You yeah. know, he has to evaluate film. He has to evaluate this week at practice before he makes a decision. I, I, but you know what? They're playing the Buccaneers, right? Yeah. Give stardom. Give him a chance. That better Give not be a, a primetime game. No. 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 no, 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 no. Like, that, that better be a 1 o'clock he'll game. Be, he'll be it's in like the corner It's like the worst 1 o'clock game of the set. Do any of us here own any... No, Bengals, Bills. Does anybody here own any Giants players in fantasy? No. Come no. On, bro. Do you own any Buccaneers players in no. fantasy? Wait, hold, hold on. I have Evan Ingram. I don't know. Oh, he's, he's Evan, right. Evan, Evan Ingram is one of the best. T- oh, oh, I like Evans. Is, I got Saquon Barkley. Okay, all right. Oh, Besides Saquon, guys, Mike yeah. Evans, and, no. and uh, Evan Ingram. Oh, and yeah, Evan yeah. Ingram. What about Chris Godwin? Oh, I have Chris I Scott, Godwin's Scott, Scott. as well. Penn but State. other than that, you know, we're not looking at a whole lot of talent on either roster. It's it's almost like take a coin flip, see who's going to take the dub on Well, side. take a look at the advanced stats of the run for the Buccaneers. They've totally stopped all the running backs they've played over the last couple of days. They're, and Vita Vea has really flashed on their deal. If you've owned, if you own Christian McCaffrey, huge L. Yeah, that was Bucks. me. I have a huge L. Oh, 
I don't, but the, the McCaffrey stuff is more with Cam Newton, who's literally dying in front of us. <laughs> no, you know what? It's the saddest, because Cam Newton has, in throughout my whole life, has been my second favorite player ever. I've loved watching Cam Newton grow up from... You have from his jersey. Col- I have his jersey from college at Auburn. Won the national championship. National champion. Go on. His first game, he throws for like 450 yards against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. In his first good, ever game. Good Cardinals team back then. And, and it just, he set this precedent, and he's been, he's like a misunderstood player. And just to see him just fall apart is so just, it's sickening. It sucks. I hate to see it. I honestly hate to see it. Who, no who, joke. Who, and we might have we talked about this um, in the suite, but uh, who do you think is out the door first, Ron Rivera or Cam Newton? Oh. I think Cam Newton. Ron Rivera does not deserve the slack that he's been getting. He's a great head coach. I think he's one of the best head coaches in football. That's really tough. I, w- I don't really know what I'm going with there. I, I, too early. I How love Ron Rivera. I really love him. Like, 85 Bears, like, he knows everything about defense, man. So here's my issue. Um, they released a stat on, uh, on ESPN that was, uh, the highest percentage of uncatchable throws. Oh, yeah, Cam. Oh, my Cam God, ha- by a mile. Cam Newton's at, like, 36%. The next highest quarterback is, I think... Trubisky. Trubisky, 27. at, like, 27. It's, like, it's almost That's unheard not good. Of. Ron Rivera does not deserve what he's getting. He's managed a great defense. The defense has been fine. Yeah. There, there have been he's no phenomenal well. He's drafted well. He's managed well. He is a great coach, and honestly, even if he does get tossed, th- there will be a team knocking on his door in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. And you, But you see a scenario where Cam Newton is not on the Panthers? Like, can you imagine him in another jersey? I don't know. We kind of said that about... Isn't that yes. crazy? We've said I that about other good. quarterbacks in the past, though. Like, we said that about RG3 when he was when he was wicked talented with... I just can't see what Cam has been with Carolina for, like, what, nine years? Yeah. Won the I MVP, took him to the Super Bowl. I can't see it. Like, imagine... Like, oh, my God. Hey, what? All right, well, then what do you think is more likely? Cam Newton goes and plays for another franchise, or Tom Brady goes and finishes his career with another franchise. Oh my God! Cam Newton Cam plays Cam. another franchise. Easily, the, Cam Newton. The only team that I could see Cam Newton in a different jersey would probably be the Buccaneers once they bail Traitor. on James Winston. Traitor. <laughs> one, once they bail on James Winston, or even if the Dolphins have some epiphany and want to get rid of Josh Rosen. But for some odd reason, they, they would. They should probably get ready, get ready to start him pretty soon. They, should. they are oh, starting absolutely. this week. Yeah. Oh, they are? Starting this <laughs> there week. you go. Good. All right. We're, we're, gonna little, we're gonna a little off track. Actually, you know what? The Dolphins. Let's talk about them. Do we want to talk about the Dolphins? Do we want to talk about the Dolphins? They I'll start off with the Dolphins. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. This they might be the worst team I've ever hold seen on, play hold on, professional hold on. football. I, we, we did, like, uh, picks for our, for our division. We did it in our Yes, goals. we did. We did and, it in our and, goals, and yeah. they, what, what did you say the Dolphins were going to finish? I thought, I think, I think I, I gave them between three and five wins. Okay, and you gave them four. You gave them four. Four and twelve, four and And 12. I said two, I was generous. I said two I and fourteen generous. generously. You guys were like, they're not that bad. I said, no, no, no. They're actually said that they're bad. bad. I, I said, said they're actually the worst team you'll ever see play football. They're the worst team I've ever seen play football. So, do we... A college team would beat him. Me and Dan talked about this today. We talked about that. Right. We talked right. about no, that. No, 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 no. I know, I know no, the metrics. Don't debate me the idea that a college team could beat Clemson. Clemson could beat... No, no, no. no, no. It Clemson. has to be Bama versus Miami. And it would be like 20... I would pay 500 to watch All right, so... Alabama gets promoted into the NFL. Miami's relegated. So let's talk about the Dolphins' last two games and their opponents. So, first of all, we already know what happened with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson went off, and they lost... Or was it like 52 to 10? 59 10. Then this past week, uh, the Pats just steamrolled them. So the Pats and the Dolphins, I have this in our notes. I think it's a very interesting debate. Is there a possibility that we see the Pats go 16 and 0 and the Dolphins go 0 and 16? Yes. Because yes. mm-hmm. the Pats look yes. like no one's going to stop them. Only only an injury is going to stop them. If there was if there was a bet for that, if there was like a bet for that, like like say something is like Vegas odds, I would bet for that. 16-0 Pats, 0-16 Dolphins. Dolphins. And honestly, it helps no It helps that they play in the same division. There's, because, yeah. you know, you think about it in baseball, you see uh, we're, we're seeing more and more teams win 100 games. At the same time, we're seeing more and more teams lose 100 games. So in that kind of style of play where everybody plays each other, you're going to have a team go 15-1, and 16-0, yeah. and someone's going to go 1-15 and or 0-16. It, it, it's... Honestly, if there's a year that it's going to happen, it's this year. And especially if, if the if the Patriots really make a run for Jalen Ramsey, I mean, ah, it's, nah. it's just look, it's game a, over. That's just that's just that that's truly, a pipe dream. That's a pipe dream, but like we can look, dream. All I gotta say about the Dolphins, Antonio Brown, right? All I gotta say about the Dolphins' offense, their best wide receiver is undrafted, Preston Williams. 
The Dolphins. Braxton Berrios. The Dolphins. Yeah, Braxton Berrios, right? I thought he signed with the Jets. So I'm oh. a I'm a big believer in super in superstitions and um, same the idea that history repeats itself. So Antonio Brown came from the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, right? I know. I feel I know what you're going to say. Last right time, yeah. so the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> the last <laughs> right, no, and the Mets will win the World Series. You know, all right, stop bashing me for all of my insane <laughs> picks. The Mets have the, the Mets have managed. We'll to get to the MLB later. Never, never put me out, put me out of my misery yet, but. When Randy Moss came over from from Oakland to the past, it was in 2007. They went 16 and 0. Crazy yeah. day that was. When that they happened. also I went. They also went 17 and 1. But yeah, like I remember, I was going to oh, this funny story, crazy story. We were we'll going to, to this. We'll we were going to like some Russian tutor lady for math. Oh we were, like, yeah, seven years old. <laughs> And <laughs> background and background on the family. My family, we only we only we got Russian barber, Russian mechanic. Like it's just Russian. And this everything. is all in like your oh, all in the North Shore. Yeah, yeah. a lot of Russians. Love so that. so we're I'm we're leaving this place and our da- our dad's picking us up and he goes, we got Randy Moss and I went, really? <laughs> we got and at this point I was like seven years old. I'm like and I know who Randy Moss is. I'm like really. That could be kind of cool. That could be kind of cool. And then, like two months later, or like three months later, we're like sixteen, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. All it's right. Like, Damn. But hey, it's all, it's it's all possible. The history might repeat itself. Yeah. There and, we go. Yep. And A. B. is the next Randy Moss. Plus, like he is one of the most most dynamic receivers in the NFL, and one of the most explosive. So it's a very good shot. We are. You, do you have something else to say or no? Because okay, so we were wa- we we of course were watching the game in our in our in our room on Sunday for a half. Yeah, we watched the first half, but what we really saw that really that surprised me was that Tom Brady was just spamming Antonio. That Brown. was just a that was, but that was, but that was a big here, middle finger. That was that was <laughs> that's not going to happen every game because Tom Brady doesn't throw specifically to one receiver. He throws to someone who's open. When when someone's open, he throws to. That's just how he plays. Yeah, even like they just wanted to not get him acclimated on the first drive. They wanted to give a middle finger to the league, like, oh, we're just going to throw to him five times on the first drive. He's going to catch all five of those balls. Four or five. Four or five of those balls or whatever. And he's going to catch a touchdown the next drive, and we're just going to pull him out and go like, oh, like, yeah, what that's what we can do. Snaps, you're like 36. Like he literally played a 30 percent snaps. He had a touchdown, four receptions, 56 yards. And, and he's going to have a bigger role. He's because you know how Bill works. You know how Bill wants him to learn the offense. You know, we saw last year with Josh Gordon when we exactly. traded for Gordon. He yeah. sat the first two weeks that he was that he was in the organization mm-hmm. because Bill wants to get him used to the to the you know to the playbook. The Patriots' the, offense all about Patriots style. It's all about timing. It is all so about it's, timing. It's like, but in in this. In this scenario where Antonio Brown is is basically signed to the team on a Monday and he has six days to prepare uh, and play on a Sunday and he does get 36% usage uh, in, in the snaps, it's impressive, but it can only get better from there. And then everybody's un- no one's coverable. Exactly. No one's coverable. I mean, who who you have... Essentially, three number ones. You have a guy That's that won the Super Bowl MVP, and yeah. he's and he's arguably your third best skill wise. He's only, your third best. The receiver. only triplets you can compare this to, like receiver core wise, is the Rams. The Rams with Cup, Woods, and Cooks, and then you can compare them to now Brown, Edelman, and Gordon. Yeah, and who are, you taking, who are you taking back? Damn ball, turn us up in there, man. So they're you can all, hear what we're saying. They're all wide out ones. All of them. They're oh. all. They all act for the same purpose. They're all going to be open. They're all going to be efficiently used. They're all. It's just how it works. So before we before we move on to the next topic here, uh, the Dolphins played the Ravens in Week One. Lamar Jackson was playing Madden on rookie essentially, threw yeah. for like 400 yards, five touchdowns. Hollywood Brown had a couple of those. Um, he was playing on rookie too. Oh, yeah, man. He, he, was, he was on cruise control out he there. He played 14. 14 snaps all game. He caught, there was just literally eight snaps he was on the field to like run a route, and he caught four of those passes for two touchdowns and 164 yards. He was like, it's absurd. It's and they just ran go routes, essentially. Yep, uh, so, literally. So, you could argue, and in fact, I think this this isn't even a hot take. Through two weeks, and I, I get it, it's two games, Lamar Jackson is the MVP of the league thus far. But he's played the Cardinals and the Dolphins. Can he keep it up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you start hot like that, it's so good for a quarterback's like confidence and their momentum. You look another opposite example would be Mitch Trubisky. This guy's been terrible through two games, and what's everybody saying about him right now? He's a bust. He's nothing. He can't do anything. He's, he's horrible. Lamar Jackson's started hot against two terrible teams. All of a sudden, everyone's oh my god, this guy's the MVP. I'm not gonna say no, he's not. He's a superstar. I love this kid. I've been watching him since he was at Louisville. Who put you on his wave? Who put you, you did, on his? Who you put, did. You did. Who originally told Dan about Lamar Jackson? His brother, the Heisman, the ESPYS. The brother. And and he beat out Christian McCaffrey, who I had to win the Heisman that year. All right, you know. 
fair, my fair. my only argument is I still think Pat Mahomes is the, is the MVP yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. The fact that he's yeah, so sure. so let's let's acknowledge this. Granted, he beat the Jags forty to twenty six. He had the kid to go against AJ Boyer and Jalen Ramsey before Jalen Ramsey got got all pissy and Miles <laughs> Jack on, on that stack defense and he got forty on in that them game, though. without <laughs> without Tyreek Hill. A B beat a Raiders team who. Honestly, yeah, much improved. Much improved. Night and day from last year. They went Shot up ten nothing on them in like the like seven minutes. Yeah. E- even then, though, their first game was not bad by any means. No, if anything, no, no. I was beyond impressed. But I, I do think Pat Mahomes has the edge. I need Lamar Jackson. I think the Ra- the Ravens need a need better competition. Oh, they, they, they're you, know, you know what's awesome? You get to watch Lamar and Patrick Mahomes play this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you know it's going to be go, it's going to be a test. It's going to be a real great game, and I wouldn't be surprised. We'll take if the Ravens we'll take picks game. at the end of the segment, but staying on the topic of quarterbacks here, um, a highly criticized quarterback in his day uh, is Dak Prescott, and this season so far, Dak Prescott has blown expectations out of the water. He's thrown for multiple touchdowns per game. It helps that he has great receivers in um, Mari Cooper, um, Randall, Cobb. Randall Cobb from the Green Bay Packers, and he just got back one of the greatest tight ends of all time in Jason Witten. So, if there is someone that could maybe upset Mahomes or Lamar for for MVP consideration, it would at this point is Dak Prescott. I could argue it's Lamar Jackson. Well, I'm, I'm saying we upset. just talked about. Lamar I know, Jackson. I know, I know, but I'm just gonna, yeah. look. Dak this week, he's probably going to throw for like absurd 430 yards, four touchdowns. Literally, quote me on this. They're playing the Dolphins. Like I, I don't. He'll break the uh, single game passing record because yeah, because you know Mika Fitzpatrick's going to basically just sit on the ground the whole game because he because he wants out too. The only thing that I'm going to say, and, and I've been debating this for a while, I I was never big on Dak. I always hated his his carryover from Mississippi State over over to the pros. And through two games against the Giants and the Redskins, I'm still not impressed. And yeah, he, he, he's been un, he's been underwhelming his whole career outside of that first four or five game stretch his rookie year. And now he's playing the Dolphins. I think my, once I figure out Dak's deal, it'll have to be Week Four against the Saints. See how he does there. Then go on to the Packers. So I I don't know. I'm still I'm still not on his train. I'm on the train. Now honestly, I've been on the train longer than anybody else, and that's because in this in this league you don't play for stats. Players who play for stats don't win. We see that with Cam Newton. We see that with um, Aaron Rodgers. You play to win. Dak Prescott gets wins. Well, I mean, second wins to Tom Brady since the end of the league. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Now he, you can say, oh well, you know, his playoff success. Okay, he lost to the Packers. On a miracle from who else but Aaron Rodgers. Here, here. And Look, he lost to the Rams. I'm going to say he went to the Super Bowl. I have been a proponent of someone who, I'm not a fan of Dak Prescott. I won't admit, I will admit he's good. I will not admit that he is elite mm-hmm. yet. Yep. Okay, that's but, fair. That's fair. But he won't be elite. my main criticism towards him has been the fact that he's been getting carried by Zeke and company and other, other elements other than himself to win those games that you say second place to Tom Brady. Tom Brady wins those wins, not other people. Yeah. Through these two games, Dak is the one winning the games, not Zeke, not Cooper. It's Dak winning the games. So, so through two games, I've been basically told you know that I'm wrong. And that, you know, you have to pay this man. I'm not against paying him. You have to pay this man. You have to pay him exactly what he wants. So what, like 35 mil, 35 mil a year? Mm. I mean, he's proving it. If they can, if he can continue to prove that he can win by himself, with him, he can be really good. But I don't think he'll be elite. My sole concern is still the fact that he has the most elite offensive line in football. And if you, just, if you take it away, how good is he still? You see, you see look, look. Baker's a star, right? You see what happened with his offensive line last game? Well, uh, well, hold on. The offensive line also depleted from last year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the Browns also have more problems on their hands than just an offensive line. Yeah, and, yeah, I, and I think it's more of a discipline thing. Like, they're getting 15, 16 we'll see, we'll coaches. See, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And again, we'll talk about that later. But again, with Dak Prescott, I don't think he deserves the criticism. You know, people are people are hard I on love, him. I love his work ethic. I, he's a pro's pro. Great he leader. Does every, great leader. He does everything right. But the sample size of him being able to win the games by himself isn't enough for me to consider him. Okay, moving on from Dak Prescott, because we do have to keep going. Uh, Carson Wentz has been thoroughly disappointing uh, so far um, this year. You know, okay, you look at me like I'm saying, <laughs> but what did we just say? It's all about getting wins, folks. folks. He has, he has, he got the win. He got the win against. Um, he got the win against the, the Redskins. Redskins. Who did Dak beat? He also beat the Redskins. And the Giants. And who did Wentz have to play last? Who, 
We're not even talking about this if Alshon Jeffrey doesn't drop a touchdown. Yes, not Alshon. Uh, sorry, sorry. Nelson, Nelson, Aguilar. Nelson, Aguilar. Track, Nelson check Aguilar. him. We're not. We don't even have to talk about this. Just, look, if we want to do Wentz and Dak, Wentz is so much better talent, so much better physically. That's talent. why he one was, was first the, one was talent. the first, well, not first, second, second overall pick, pick, and one was Dak the was a fourth, fourth round pick. pick. And you can see when they play. It's just. You can it's see when they play, but but who's the one that's out there that doesn't have the drama behind him? Doesn't have the you know what? the who what? has Zeke? <laughs> okay, he has Zeke, but with Carson Wentz, we hear he's a bad teammate. He that's doesn't true. get along with his I coaches. Agree with this. I he agree with doesn't, this. you know, he, 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 he um when the spotlight have comes in, he have kind you of seen Carson Wentz trying to rally the troops. Oh, it's, it's so hilarious. bad! It's so it's bad! Hilarious! He runs it's by really the sideline. Let's go! Let's go! And all the linemen are on the sideline. They don't even acknowledge. So when Tom Brady does it, everyone does it. Jay Cut- it's like Jay Cutler esque, like just disobedience. At the time, uh, Jameis Winston like was like, "Let's go eat a W." Licking his fingers for yeah. W. Yeah, that was the last away win he had until prior to last Thursday. Prior to last Thursday, the last away win was that. <laughs> that time funny. he ate yeah, the W. Yeah. We have to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to get into the fantasy football side of things. You are listening to the Mac and Main Show on ninety-eight point one WQAQ. I, I want n- Q30 Television is Quinnipiac's only student-run television station. Members are able to film, write, produce, and represent Q30 as on-air talent. Q30 has three main departments, news, sports, and entertainment. General meetings are the first Sunday of every month in CCE 118. For more information regarding Q30 shows, their president can be contacted at kyle.lavasser at quinnipiac.edu. That's kyle.lavasser at quinnipiac.edu. Say like a Buddhist. I'm dropping flavor. My behavior is hereditary. But my technique is very necessary. Blame it on Welcome IQ. back to the Mac and Main Show on 98.1 WQAQ. Jack Main, Stephen McAvoy, Mike, and Dan Kagan are with you guys here in the booth. Uh, and if you guys missed the show, be sure to go check us out on iTunes and Spotify at Mac and Main. Available as a podcast the very next day. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, midnight, you should be able to access this show on iTunes. Guys, we brought you in here for two reasons. One, you're extremely entertaining to listen to. Number two, wow. you are experts in fantasy tires. football. So I don't know, bro. I'm 0-2 in the college league. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if you call me an expert. Well, you like, guys give me advice, and so far I'm 2-0 oh, um, in, in my home league. So, guys, who's on the waiver wire? Who's worth picking up? Who's worth dropping uh, through two games this season? Oh, can I start? Raheem must start. But actually, Raheem Mostert. Mostert is a stud. Just going to say it loud and clear. Tevin Coleman gets hurt. You have Matt Breida now who takes over the starting role, but you need a third down back who can also do a change of pace. Raheem Mostert comes in, drops 22 points. Look, he's not going to give you... He's not, he might not give you 22 points again, but he's a, he's a flex play in a deeper league, and you can expect upside from him. It's, I mean, it's, I'm going to be starting him against Dan, against the kid next. I'm literally going to start him against him. He's going to lose. Not to mention, the San Francisco running back situation was always kind of a, kind of a blur. Yeah. No one knew if, if it was going to be Tevin Coleman or uh, Matt Breida. I think Tevin Coleman's a better back. They yeah. signed him at Atlanta. He was way beyond better than Demonte Freeman. And, and Demonte oh, Freeman, God, I keep Demonte saying this, so is bad. the worst fantasy yeah, running back is. ever If owned. you ever got burned him, I got burned by him two years ago, and I've never touched him again. He's just like Amari Cooper. But yeah, but Raheem Morrison had 24 points. Matt Breida had 14 points. Too, so more sick, got the majority. He was also featured in more downs in uh, in San Fran's game, and he was a better target from Jimmy Garoppolo, who had a rock solid twenty four points. Morris only owned a 10 point eight percent of the league, so he's a pretty good and safe add. So I'll, I'll hop on the next one. If you have Tyreek Hill, you you have to replace him. Okay, his he's going to be on your bench. He's injured for six weeks. You need to get his targets back. His targets this week went to Demarcus Robinson, who had 35.2, and Nicole Hardman, who had, what, 24 this week? Yeah, roughly. Like, you just got to get those targets back. So go in the waiver wire and get those two guys. 
same role, Chiefs play speed, and they're just going to be playing what they do all year. They just throw, like, it's just so fun watching them play. They're a video game offense. Oh, my God. But, but question, once Tyreek Hill is back, who's the real number two? Because last week it was Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. This this week, week, what about Kelsey? Where do you put Kelsey? You just put him as a tight end. He's you don't tight really end. Because you got to... Yeah, like, the, the Chiefs' offense is so dynamic, but I think it's... It's almost like their their biggest problem is they have too many options. Because Demarcus, Demarcus Robinson came out, came out of almost nowhere. McCole Hardman. Uh, everyone about him everyone thought McCole Hardman was going to be the guy this week. And obviously Demarcus Robinson stole the show. Sammy Watkins was doing his thing. Uh, but when, once they come back, they have four solid wide receiver options. They have Travis Kelsey. Then they have uh, Damian Williams in the backfield. LaShawn McCoy so, as well. And, um, yeah. LaShawn McCoy is currently going under uh, injury protocol for I think, a quad injury. So is Josh Jacobs. But, uh, groin. Groin, yeah. But once it comes back, is it going to be Robinson or is it going to be Hardman who's going to be the number three? I don't know. Who you, I don't even know. Uh, well, it depends okay. how they play right now, right? So it depends. Yeah. It's basically like a position war right hey, now. Hey, I said so pick both of them up. See what happens? Yeah. All right. I might start him. So... I think this kind of goes without saying with the Denver Broncos is that they really only have one receiver option, Sanders. and it's Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders has 28.8 points, although I don't trust him whatsoever because Joe Flacco is not elite, in case you did not already know that. Uh, does he's, he's kidding, by the way, folks. I Joe Flacco's elite. elite. Oh, get out of here. Uh, does, Denver, <laughs> d- Denver, does Denver have any other real options outside of Emmanuel Sanders? I, I, I know Cortland Sutton. I know uh, they, have a, they have a decent running back, Devil Royce Freeman, but... No. <laughs> Thank you. No. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate I gotta, I gotta be sure no. whenever Mike like gets real close to them to the microphone, I gotta <laughs> like turn it all the way down. Just, right. just, no. So next Other point, my starting running back is Dalvin Cook, right? Dalvin Cook uh, has had I have him as a two flex. seasons. What? You have, you, want, you have no idea what happened. He's, He's traded with Jack. It's too funny. Oh, you guys. Yeah. Oh man, I, I this is not working out for me so far. Not only reason why I'm not have, working out is Drew Brees, Chubb, Cook, and Aaron Jones all in the same team. Goodness. And Julio Jones and Robert Woods. Dude, you got fleeced. All right, I well, didn't get enough. Anyway, so Dalvin Cook had two back-to-back seasons of absolute uh, pitiful nightmare. nightmare injuries, whether it was the ACL and then what happened to him last year? Yeah, they uh, uh, hammies a hammy. Hammy, yeah. Everything. But now he's come back. He's had back-to-back 25-plus point performances. He is back. He's here to stay. I talked about him last week. I, I absolutely love this kid. Yeah, he's unbelievable. So there's a tight end that's available in about 69% of leagues. I don't know Ooh. how, to be honest. I, yeah, it makes no sense. Oh my god! I've been hyping him up since he was at Oklahoma. I, I had no idea who he was come draft day. I had a friend who drafted him in like the fourth round in front of Andrew McDonald, in front of Evan Ingram, in front of everybody. He said he he will be the best tight end in football, and it was Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is a bat about twenty five point outings with Lamar Jackson by his side, who's played some pretty rough games. But dude, Mark Andrews, what's what's going on with this guy? Stud. He's a stud. Look, they developed know. chemistry last year, and Lamar got better, and that's and Mark Andrews. The got reason. Better, and so I took Mark better. Andrews 14th round in my home league. The only tight end I took, by the way, wow. I picked up Darren Waller. I took Greg Olson in the 13th as my only tight end. But uh, I, I told everybody at the draft. They said, "Why don't you have tight end filled out?" I said, "I don't care about that position. It's a position where I can find the tight end one and like way the 14th late. Round, yeah, like yeah. George Kittle last year." Where was he yeah. drafted if he was even drafted? I picked up Jared Cook, um, and I think I picked him up too early. Cause you I, did. I picked you him up in like the, I picked him up in like the seventh or eighth. Yeah, but when I look at Mark Andrews last year, I didn't know Lamar Jackson was going to run around and throw for three hundred yards a game and be an established pocket passer. Oh, yeah. But I knew last year watching, hey, he has a connection with Mark Andrews when it comes to that five yard crossing route, and if you can get six receptions a game from your tight end, hey, it's not a bad fourteenth round pick. Now, this guy's a tight end one. He's received eight balls a game, 100 yards, and a touchdown. That's not sustainable. Uh, maybe it is. Oh, then I win. But, uh, you know, stud, you should pick him up. Darren Waller's another guy, tight end. He so gets a lot of the work. Who do you think is going to get the bulk of touches? Granted, I know Andrews is a tight end and Hollywood Brown is a wide receiver, but who's going to be the better option going forward? Because Marquise Brown was a... Was between, a between what? Marquise Brown and... And Mark, Mark Andrews? Andrews? Yeah. I, I would take Mark, Mark Andrews because he's more he has a more he has a higher floor. Mm-hmm. Alright, so we talked about uh the Bills earlier in the show, but obviously uh they play the Giants and the Jets and it's been a rough time. But John Brown's owning fifty five percent of leagues. He is the number one. Devin Singletary might be down with an injury. So is John Brown worth the bench the bench ad, even a flex play? He's absolutely he's worth the bench ad. Yeah. He's absolutely worth I you will never catch me starting a Bills player. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Um <laughs> But yeah, add him to your bench. That's fine. All right, our, our final point. So uh, as we know, Drew Brees is out for six weeks. Big Ben, I'm going to get to him at the end of the show. He's out for the season. May he rest in peace. Uh, his career is probably over. 
Marcus Mariota is owned in 9.8% of leagues, and so if, if there is a time to get a quarterback and, and his name isn't Gardner Minshew, it's Marcus Mariota. With, with, with every injury, he, he is facing a very weak schedule. It's Jacksonville, Atlanta, the Bills, and the Broncos, and it just keeps on going from there. It's just crap on a contract year, too. Oh, exactly. also, also, though, Tyrod Taylor, you know, I, I don't know if the Rams are willing to part with him, but he's a, he's a solid backup quarterback. That oh, kid. you think he'll end up somewhere? I mean, I feel like... If the Saints want him, that would be so The nice. Rams don't... He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a top-quality backup. Probably the... Of he the, was the Chargers. He, okay, he's on the Chargers. All right, he was on an LA team. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, he's a, he's probably a top he's he's a top tier backup in the league. You know, mm-hmm. you got like guys like Brian Hoyer, um, Daniel Jones, and then you and then you you know Tyrod Taylor is the guy right there. He's a guy that could definitely get moved. To, he could go to Pittsburgh. He could go to uh, Jacksonville. He could go. Oh, I didn't even think about Pittsburgh. You know, he him. like I I believe in Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I think that's the long. I believe solution. it. I, I think Mason Rudolph is definitely a, definitely a solid quarterback. But when it comes to a veteran presence on your team, someone that's going to guide you along the way. You know, Big Ben will be there, but he won't. You know, he won't be there. Be there like yeah. he, like he's a player. So he's basically going to learn how to be an NFL quarterback on his own. You know, with the with the help of coaches, he's going in there and he's like, "Dang, Big Ben is not in my ear, um, talking talking thing. me up." Big Ben didn't like him being drafted to the Steelers, so there was no, there was never going to be any help from Big Ben and Mason Rudolph. He did not like the fact that the Steelers drafted him, and then he took that as a personal shot to himself. And he did, and he said he's not going to help him out. So it wasn't sure. really going to, you know. And it's like, what was it? Uh, was it, not, it was a Brett Favre and Rodgers. Yeah, basically kind of same relationship. So we're talking a lot about fantasy, but let's take a step back and look towards what could possibly come next year. In fantasy, talking about a little bit of college football. All right, so I, got, I got my running backs to target. You want Zach Moss, Jonathan Taylor, next year. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor. Uh, Travis Etienne when he plays for the Raiders. Uh, oh, my, my goodness, Jonathan Taylor will be a first round pick in fantasy. All right, but 100%. let's talk about some of the major uh, stories in college football so far over three weeks. So BYU upset USC and OT. What do you guys want? to uh, BYU should be ranked, and I don't, I don't understand why they're not. True. Ranked. That was so, a great game. Uh, all I gotta say: true freshman quarterbacks do not walk into hostile environments and usually win. All right, the only ones I've seen do that are Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, but hey, well, USC. Well, oh well, Bo Nix played in Auburn. No, Auburn? that was in Arlington, in Arlington, Texas. Bo Nix is like a fantasy, bro. Bo, Bo Nix is a true freshman. Also, hey, if you're ever betting on a team to cover the spread, BYU has covered the spread in 77 straight games. Wow. Hmm. Fun fact. So, the Heisman's through three weeks. Oklahoma's Jalen Hurts seems like the front runner. Do you guys have any backlash, any thought that he April. might... Is there, any, is there anybody who might actually be his, be his competition right now? Who, I don't know. Who is it named Trevor Lawrence? It's so hard he because can? he plays in such a weak Travis conference. Jonathan Taylor? To, uh, Jonathan Taylor. But, like, Hurts plays in such a weak conference. He's just throwing all the time. I, this week, I it's, not like, it's not like he played Tua a good first. team this week. He played UCLA. Yeah. A team that's a mess. So, like, as long as they keep it, they got Texas Tech this week. Again, they're just, it's a shootout. It's so, yeah. Big 12. Speaking of teams who are, uh, who are in a weak conference, although this year it seems to be the opposite, the Utah Utes Ooh, I'm coming out of the Pac-12. Zach Moss, Dan, what you talking about? There are a lot of teams in the Pac-12 that are ranked, Half. but the Pac-12 has has always had a tendency to never be a top-tier team come the CFP. Do you guys think will the Utes make it? You think they're no. currently at ten? They might. No. They might boost their way up. No. Does any other then? Does any other team in the Pac-12 have a chance? Um, no. I mean, Cal, they're not going to finish ranked. Washington's really good, Jacob Eason. Washington's really good. Wazoo, five-star quarterback. Yeah. Wazoo, f- just phenomenal. It's Mike Leach. Mike what, Leach. Do you expect? what do you expect? Oregon, Oregon has J- Justin Herbert, so they're going to be fine. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State. State. Herm Edwards uh, beat Michigan, Michigan State two years in a row. Herm Edwards, how are you? And Utah's the uh, final ranked team. By the way, Michigan State lost in the most unbelievable oh, fashion. I have uh, one of my good friends from high school uh, just started at Michigan State this year. She was at the game, and I was like, oh, my God. Like I, I was, like, sending her, like, for you. like, I was like, ha-ha, this is, like, the the way to lose, man. Yeah. Like, getting a field goal called back, like, oh, jeez. So, granted, we're only three weeks through, but what what, what are your predictions? season, though. Oh, yes, but what are your predictions on whom... At two, two or three weeks, who might make the CFP? Who is kind of pushing their way up the ranks? Who so who's at the top? Who's top four right now? It's, I bu- it's I Clemson, Bama, four. Georgia, LSU. I agree with the top three. Four. 
three teams from the SEC are not going to make the college football playoff. Okay. Because they're going to end up knocking each other off, and that's the problem. I wish three teams from the SEC could make it because it's the best conference in all of college football at the top. But uh, Oklahoma, I don't really see a lot of competition. Texas has looked good, though. Mm-hmm. And they really gave LSU a match, but we're going to have to see how that goes. So there's one team that I want to finish up with uh, with college before we move on. So UCF came into the year. I love them. I, I love them. Wait, wait. L- let me explain this because I was talking to a friend of mine whose dad's a bookie. And he was telling me, oh my God. <laughs> wait, just hear me out on this. UCF came in at a 1% odds to make the college football playoff. They have now jumped to 6%. Oh, so there's yeah. movement here. They're currently they ranked 15. They replaced Brandon Wimbush, too. And they got that kid, uh, Daniel Gabriel? I, I, I believe so, yes. Yeah, Is he's there, a stud, too. UCF obviously have, have gone undefeated. Was it in back-to-back seasons? Mm-hmm. And, I, dude, I don't know. That, 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 that win against Auburn last year or two years ago really solidified them as a, as a quality team. Is there any shot that UCF may not, not only go three, bat, three straight years undefeated, but have a push? I think they absolutely have a shot to go undefeated. I mean, the only team that competes with them in their conference is Houston, and Houston has not shown the ability Derry to play. Dury King. King's great, but Derry. they have not shown the ability to play with the big dogs. Then you look at you know UCF and who they beat this week. They smoked Stanford. Mm-hmm. They smoked them. And, and UCF, by the way, have not lost at home in, I think, 1,074 days. That streak's continuing. That's a really tough environment to play at. They play in an easy conference. Look at them go top six. So you think that they might end up top six in the college football playoff? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think they might try and push for that fourth spot? I don't know. The SEC looks so tight this year. The problem with UCF is that, yeah. that, that they aren't playing any more ranked opponents unless Houston somehow shoots their yeah. way in, into, the, into the top 25 or even Pitt. But... That win, they beat Stanford last, this past week, 45-27. They have a pretty good shot. But we must take one final break. We will be back in literally 30 seconds to talk some MLB and finish up the night. Dude, I love you. Existen aquellos que viven con gran honra, llenos de valentía y comprometidos a una causa mayor. Siempre han defendido a nuestra nación y así lo seguirán haciendo. The few, the proud, the marine. Welcome back, folks, to the Mac and Main Show. We have only 15 minutes to wrap this thing up, so we have to go really quick. Tessie's playing in the back because we have the MLB going on. Yeah, we so, do. Atlanta, just the other night, clinched a playoff spot. Who's next right now? We have the Yankees <laughs> and the Astros. Mike and Dan AFK. <laughs> my mouth takes off my headphones. Like, oh, I'm no, head you out. guys know more about baseball than you let on. I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you guys have that. So, so the Yankees and the Astros are the next two teams that will probably end up clinching. The Dodgers and Atlanta have already taken it. The Yankees, I think their magic numbers are like three or Yeah, so. they're at three right now. Uh, I don't know the Astros, but the Astros are least Astros are five. ahead of everybody else. So does do the Yankees clinch before the Astros do? Yeah, of course. You know, they're, they're Tampa Bay and Boston in their division, there's no way that, that the Yankees don't clinch in the next two days. Um, the matter of the fact is, is that... Uh, MLB comes out with power rankings once a week. Uh, it's on Instagram, and you just slide through, and it shows you the ten best teams in the league. Um, and to your, to my surprise, I don't know if this is going to be a surprise to you guys, but the Yankees were ranked ahead of the Astros and the Dodgers, which is surprising uh, because all year we've been talking about how the Yankees lack pitching. Severely, and now they're now ranked as the best team in baseball. Well, now they're getting back with Batanzas. They're getting back Stanton, uh, back in the order, and I believe they're getting back. Well, they somebody. just got Severino. Back. Severino, yeah. So they're now kind of rebuilding that um, that core that they lost. So th- there's a possibility that they will uh, kind of come out and finish strong uh, towards the end. 
I think the biggest the biggest reason why that happened was because of the fact that, that they are getting these guys back and they're they're healthy. They didn't rush them. They they came through. Where the Astros have have they they haven't had a lot of injuries. They haven't had the uh, the plague that the Yankees have gone through. So I, I, it's kind of understandable, but we'll have to see in a little bit. So let's just check out on the wild cards for a little bit. So Jack's prediction was right. No matter how much I, no matter how much I want to hate him for it, the Oakland A's have won 90 games this year and are the most silently good team in baseball. I think they're the third best team in the American League. So Jack had a hot take thinking if they play the Yankees in the first round, they can beat the Yankees in I, five. I highly I, I stand Probably by that four. take. I stand by that take. The Yankees and, choke. <laughs> they have that choking factor. Like, Yankees lose. Like, it's <laughs> just a big poppy. It's weird. Duh, Yankees so, lose. So, a little thing on the A's, and I don't know if it's like a rally thing, but yeah, uh, yeah. did anybody see Mike Fires' beard? Oh, my God. I showed you guys. The little, the little like, oh, yeah. Like what the was swirl? that? This bad. That thing freaked me out. I was like, you know what? I mean, I could probably hey, rock that. But He's probably getting ready to storm Area 51, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, hey, so, so... That's on Friday, by the way. So the A's are currently on a hot streak. The winners are six straight. They are in a one-game lead over... Sorry, one-and-a-half game lead over the Rays for the wild-card spot in the AL. Cleveland's only a game behind Tampa, though. So I don't know what's going to happen quite yet. Tampa's been been on a bit of a cold streak. They've kind of been, they've kind of been 500. And, and the only reason why I say that is because Tampa Bay, they, they didn't have the prospects that, that they needed to call up in order to make the push for the postseason. Well, Brent Honeywell strongest. went down early on, too. So, yeah, so Brent went down. Uh, uh, they, they called up McKay, uh, call, Colin McKay. Brennan McKay. Brennan McKay. I actually met Brennan McKay when, when he was with the single-A affiliate. Hmm. Um, not nobody, nobody talked to that guy. By the way, Kevin he literally Park. sat in the corner of the bench. Like I, I, and, and so far he has not been very successful at the majors. He's a two-way player. This is this is like the new Shohei Otani. The kid throws, uh, throws Ched from the left side, and then also has has. Because uh, uh, first base in right field, yeah, he does. But he, but so far it, it has not gone his way. It has not been smooth sailing for him. Um, and I just honestly don't think that. The, that the Rays utilize their farm system to the best of their ability. The A's called up two of the hottest prospects in baseball, two of the hottest left-handed pitching prospects in baseball, Jesus Lazardo and A.J. Puck, uh, both guys who came through, uh, played in Vermont. So I got to see them, and, and honestly, they were. you can tell when there's just a talent on the field that's just better than everybody else. That was those guys. When they were with Vermont, they were just better than everybody else. Puck throws 100. Uh, Lazardo throws you know, 99. From the left-hand side, when you have a left-hander specialist in your bullpen in the postseason, it's game over. Imagine how much better the A's would be if they never got rid of Josh Donaldson or John Lester. Well, they got rid of Josh Donaldson because he wanted to go. Well, yeah, and they had and and John Lester wasn't going to stay in Oakland. Yeah, he, he was yeah, either going to he was either going to Chicago or Boston, and and he and he so so the matter of the fact is, is that Oakland. I stand by this take. They are the third best team in the American League behind the Astros and the Yankees, and I honestly think that they can take on the Yankees in a seven-game series. So real quick, we got a hit on the uh, on the National League. So the Cubs with the Pirates, they scored like 50-some-odd runs in a three-game set, which was, <laughs> was almost funny. as crazy as when the Astros were just beating up on Oakland and Seattle uh, last week. But Washington only has a one-game lead o- over Chicago. Milwaukee is at 80 games right now. Christian Yelich broke his knee, so he's out for the rest of the season. It's a huge blow. Is there a possibility that not only the Washington Nationals fall out of the race because Cleveland plays them the mm-hmm. last last series of the year, so Cleveland might be Cleveland might be playing spoiler and fighting for a playoff spot. So yep. Yep. could Washington fall out of the race? Could the Cubs take take the first spot in the race? And could the Mets possibly make a run? I understand they were eliminated from contention for the division last right. night, but. There's a possibility at 77 wins that if the Washington Nationals fall out of the race and Milwaukee just dies because Josh Hader has been garbage as of late as well, is there a possibility that we could see a Cubs Mets uh, wild card? No, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you straight up right now the Mets. Wow. The, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Mets. It's too little, too late. And that's not to say that they that they have, that they've had a disappointing season whatsoever. They have had a miracle of a season in some regards, and that sets them up very well going into the 2020 season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see Washington falling out of the race, and without Christian Yelich, I don't see Milwaukee making a push either. I think the two wild card teams that you have 
in there right now are the teams that are going to be facing off. And right now, between Cubs and Nationals, I'm taking the Nationals. I wouldn't pick the Cubs. I think the Cubs can actually jump jump ahead of the Nationals, get home field advantage, and then and then in a one game set take down the Nats. We so. have to move on. My boy Jeff Bordeaux is listening to us at home. He wants to hear about the NHL. The preseason is currently going on. Mike the and Dan are playing right now. The Mike and Dan just lit that up. That is up. My cousin Charlie Max on a three-year extension with the uh, with the Bruins, not a big deal. <laughs> Charlie, if you're listening, Let's please uh, shoot me some shoot that, some You're kidding, right? I'm totally serious. He's my cousin. No way. Yes, I am. Uh, really? I, so he I just got that ticket. He's going to get an even bigger ticket later. I, how, I, do we, how do we get him? I, for you better get a cut for that. Money, I have though. never actually met him though. But no, mm. but he's from Long Beach, Long Island, only only like an hour west of me. But I. Believe me, uh, he's a good dude. There's a chance I, I I'm gonna probably try and DM him soon, but but we'll see. So Mike, Dan, break down the NHL for Jeff for Jeff in like five minutes. So we're just gonna start with the bigger story. Marner signs finally. He ends his holdout. He had multiple offer sheets on the table from other teams, but and you know inevitably took it believes go on. Yeah, so Marner's back. The Leafs look way better this year. All right, they got their help that they need on defense. Supposedly they got Tyson Berry. All right. Hey, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you know, they got Morgan Riley, you know, and they couldn't do anything with him. This is a much improved team, all right? They're still going to lose to the Bruins in seven. Uh, actually, <laughs> Garden, obviously. No, no, I don't know about that. Another speaking, team. Speaking of, can we speak of the Bruins for one second? We were just talking about yeah. it. Charlie McAvoy agrees to a three-year extension worth around something like 15 mil. Uh, we're getting him for an interview. We'll see. And it, it's kind of a real big, a big finesse by the, the Bruins. And Charlie McAvoy, there's a new CBA coming out in what, a couple... Uh, 2022, actually. 2020, the NHL, they moved it back, yeah, they yeah. moved it back to 2022, right? So when they want to re, you know, re- restructure a deal that's going to be big, they're going to do it then. So they have this bridge deal for Charlie McAvoy where he can really prove himself with the last remaining of this core because, you know, there's belief that he's going to be the next captain. He's the guy that they're going to build around. So to have this deal, this is a very good deal. This is a great deal for the Bruins. It's a, it's a win-win. No need to you know worry about him all summer again. So go on. It's good. Good for the um, we're look going south to New York. The Rangers they got Capocaco. They got the prize free agent. Breadman. Yeah, they got Panarin. They look great. Problem is their playoffs are bust, and it's bad for a young team in mm-hmm. my opinion. Now the it, Browns are dealing with the same thing yeah. right now. Too much talent, but they have to make the playoffs. And I know. Time, it's and so much hype. And mm-hmm. so much, and a lot of hype. Yeah, the Rangers fans are going nuts about this team, and they should be. It's a loaded team, and they really rebuilt the right way. You know, getting loads of college talent, Adam Fox and other guys. Uh, the Avs out west, they're stacked. All right, you know, Kale McCarr. We watched him last Kale year. Kale McCarr is nasty. Me and Mike literally believe he might be the greatest college hockey player of all time. The kid. Ooze's skill. When you know, you watched him, swag. oh my god. I, I watched him at UMass Amherst for a game against Quinnipiac as well as obviously he played yeah. here. I was so underwhelmed, and then, and I was telling Dan Baldus, I was like, I think he sucks. And then he played for the Az in the playoffs, and I was like, alright. Scored yeah, his first I, game. Yeah, I was, I, I was so caught off guard. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and then, of course, if we look at a whole league standpoint, Tampa Bay are still a favorite. So they got Kevin Shattenkirk after yeah, New York axed him. Yeah, they had which a, is, which is a pretty true. I said this when it happened. Virginia lost to a 16 seed, came back, won the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Tampa Bay gets you know swept by an 8 seed. They're going to win the whole entire thing this year. We'll see how it goes. Uh, before we go, Jeff's is he's a Canadians fan. Um, what? Just preview them. Give give us your rundown on the Canadians. One name: Ryan Paling. St. Cloud State. Yeah, Saint just study scored a hat trick in hat-trick. his first he game. He was nasty. Oh nasty. my god, phenomenal, phenomenal. They got and they also drafted uh, what's his name, the short kid. Oh, oh, the USA! I forget. Oh my God, uh, cool, co- cool, cool Caulfield. Caulfield. Oh my God, kid like this. Fourteenth overall pick or fifteenth? He slid out of the top ten. That's a phenomenal pick. They're so loaded up there. I'm really excited for the Canadians because I want them to be good, so the Bruins and Canadians can have a rivalry where the Bruins don't beat them four times a year. <laughs> All right, we have to get right into the blitz for six, even though we're on a goal line set. So let's jump right in. So Joe Torre denied Pete Alonso's request to wear a special 9/11 hat for the Mets game on, on 9/11 due to a uniformity issue. Um, is this a rule that the Mets that uh, the MLB should start to like lax on? I, I feel like it's a topic that, especially in New York, it's so hard to. To like call them out for this, I think so. Uh, and you look at the NBA; they allow their players to like kind of they like they allow their players to make their statements by wearing headbands. Although they just did do the ninja rule or whatever, whatever. Um, the NBA allows players to like kind of customize what they wear on the court, and I think that that uh, really allows 
players to interact express themselves and interact with the fans more. So I think that that's something that baseball needs to start working towards. Uh, if it was a national thing, I'd say yeah. But I think because it's in New York, it's so special. It's almost like if, if Boston wanted to do, do like a Boston Marathon thing for uh, for a game. Exactly. So, well, they do. They do the Boston yeah. like the home uniforms in yeah. Boston. So Mike Trout and Christian Yelich are out for the season. Are their MVP seasons solidified? Yeah, absolutely. I mean. I think Christian Yelich, what, he was chasing the 50-30 season, which yep. has never been done before. Um, and Mike Trout just continues to be the greatest player of all time. So Mike Trout, 100% in the American League. Christian Yelich does have competition uh, with um, with Cody Bellinger and, um, and uh, Ronald Acuna. But, um, you know, top three player in baseball, the National League, he's right there. So I was asked, asked by some friends if Carly Lloyd should get signed by an NFL team. The Jets mm-hmm. are still looking for a kicker. She seriously hit a 55-yard <laughs> field goal. She was viral. It, there's a chance she might get serious consideration. There was a team that was looking into her, but that, that ended up uh, Look, falling through. Well, Carly, yes, but also no. Yeah. Well, Carly Lloyd's a winner. She plays for the U.S. national team. There's the best team in the world. She won't play for the Jets. The Bears also considered it, but Eddie Pinheiro locked it in. So, California passed a law recently allowing college athletes to get paid for their likeness. So, jersey sales, autographs, whatever it is. This might open up the chance for college athletes to get paid. Paid it. But some guys are saying, uh, according to Forbes magazine, that it's impossible. Mike and Dan, we want you guys. All I'm hearing is NCAA Football 21. Oh, yeah. I hope that's all I care about. So, actually, I'm writing my senior thesis on this topic, and one of the things that we talked about was was the ideology that these players need to unionize first, and that, that in and of itself, we saw it with Northwestern, it didn't work it's whatsoever. Work. So, we got to see what the deal is, but that's going to go out. So, Big Ben season's unfortunately over. Breeze right. is out six weeks. Yep. Is the NFL going to kind of get, get, get almost flipped on its head? Absolutely. Teams yeah, rising absolutely. and then falling? Uh, well, no, the Saints, the Saints honestly, they're it's fine. a huge step back, but Teddy Bridgewater is not Awful. No, he was he was elite uh, in 2015. Mm, the year he, tore, he was the he 17th was, of 33 quarterbacks on adjusted QBR. That's mediocre. Okay, but but I'm talking like when it came to winning games and winning games that mattered for Minnesota, he was the he guy. Just gotta, he just got to throw the ball to Kamara the whole time. He's just got to help me out. Okay. He did with AP. All right, man. Jets Jets Browns tonight. Monday Night Football. Who wins? Browns. Wow, that was quick. All right, well, you heard it here <laughs> first, folks. Browns are going for the win. Dan Ball and from the bleachers is up next. Stay tuned, folks. You listen to the Mac and Main Show, 98.1 WQAQ. Live from Quinnipiac University, this is WQAQ 98.1 Hamden. Bringing you the best music, sports, and news talk the New Haven County has to offer. WQAQ, the soundtrack of Quinnipiac.
but here goes nothing. Pull up on the block in the drop top chicken box. Mr. KFC, DDS is in the watch. Living fast where it's all about that money bag. Never front you, take it there, it ain't no coming back. Top down right here is where she want to be. As my goals unfold right in front of me. Every time we f*** our souls, take a hold of me.